College football playoff rankings came out, well, if you're watching this video, I'm assuming tonight or yesterday, whatever uh, you want to say. We are not live here, Joe. We are just recording this. We will be back live uh, on Wednesday at 6 p.m., so tune in for that. But the first college football playoff poll did come out today. Uh, what shocked you, if anything? Man, the first one is where Louisville is. I Look, I know that there's the, the really big top teams, and, and we're going to talk about that in a second. But the one I was like, really? The 13th? Louisville's at 13th? Because that's a placement for a team that has a way of maybe sneaking their way into that top seven. I don't think there's any possibility for that. That pit loss is terrible. It might be one of the worst losses amongst any of the teams. I go as far as the, the top 20. There are not There's not a single team on there that lost to a team like Pitt. Pitt just got dominated by 50 points by Notre Dame the week prior. Are we really <laughs> going to sit here and say that Louisville is that good? They clearly overemphasized uh, the head-to-head in some of these situations, and it just it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Well, I'm going to counteract that. No, they didn't. Because if you did, there, for example, then you if you look at head-to-head, okay, Instead of looking at the actual teams, number one, and this is why transitive property never works because Notre Dame yeah. loses to Louisville, the whole pit connection here. Mizzou, Mizzou being ahead of LSU, I, I, I do think, even though people will say I'm biased, I don't. LSU is Missouri's not a better football team than LSU. That's number one. But no. then I look at it, head to head meant nothing to them. You have okay, Oklahoma behind Texas. Okay, well. That clearly didn't really matter at all. Okay, I, I look uh, another one too here, Joe. I just talked about LSU and uh, Missouri. What about Oregon State? They, I, I mean, what, what's up? With, why is Oregon State rated that high? Why are they ranked at number sixteen? Please tell me who were their two losses, Joe? Arizona and UCLA. No way. Who was the other one? Was it not like? I don't know. Okay, like, well, I don't. I don't agree. Oregon State has no business being in the top twenty. They should be from right. twenty-five. Another one, Utah. Utah is not a top twenty. Washington State. Washington State was the other. Um, okay, so they have no business being in the top twenty. Neither does Utah. They put too much emphasis on the Pac-12, which didn't lead to me to the number twenty team, USC. That one I tweeted about USC being placed to 20 is ridiculous. And I, like I've gone as far as say they should not be ranked. And it's almost, it's kind of silly that we're throwing them in here and I'm projecting, and I believe that Washington is going to beat them this upcoming weekend. They're going to get moved out and they should get moved out. If they lose to Washington, I, I do agree with you there that there is a little bit of glazing going on here for the, for the PAC 12 and they're, they're boosting them up a little bit with their placement for some of these programs. Like UCLA being at 19 and Utah at 18, as you talked about. Oregon State, though, for me, has been the worst. And I went as far as to say this, that it never made sense to me in the first place why they moved all the way up to number 11. That was way too high to be ranked in the first place. Well, they well, haven't had a mediocre resume this entire season. The most abysmal, even though I do think that Kansas is the better football team as of right now, okay? Oklahoma State beat Kansas. Kansas is 21. Oklahoma State is 22. Like, how? Well, because they beat number nine, Oklahoma. Okay. Well, what if Oklahoma loses in Bedlam this weekend? Then what? 
Right, then what do we do? Yeah, it's a it's I mean, a great point. So you have LSU and Mizzou. You have Oregon State that lost to Washington State. They have no reason being in the top 16. Oklahoma, if you're going to do head-to-head, should be in front of Texas, which they're not, which I do think that they got that one right. I'm not sitting here saying mm-hmm. that they didn't. But, I mean, how can you put Mizzou over LSU, and how can you put – Oklahoma State behind Kansas when they beat him a couple weeks ago. It it, it makes no sense. So yeah, you bring a you bring up a good point there, and I I misspoke when I said that they clearly overvalued the head to head. It's the complete opposite of that. That I, I will say I'm not the biggest fan of bringing up head to head unless two teams have similar records. I think that if there is negatives on a team's resume, I think it's fine. I think that Oklahoma State. In Kansas, situationally, it's a little different because Oklahoma State lost to South Alabama. So their placement, I'm not too upset with. I'm just glad that they're ranked because other polls have not ranked Oklahoma State. They deserve to be in there with the way that they've played and improved over the past couple of weeks. Blake, I was really anticipating this top five to be uh, just a total uh, reflection of what I had predicted for my top five. But it ends up throwing a massive curveball here. Ohio State should not be number one. I understand that the Notre Dame victory and the Penn State victory looks good right now after nine weeks of football. But when we've watched all of these teams play, they are not more impressive than Georgia and Michigan. They're just not. They've got two great wins, but their weaknesses have shown up on a week-to-week basis. We can move them up after they get their signature win and they beat Michigan. But to place them ahead of Georgia after the way that Georgia's played the past few weeks is quite ridiculous for me. I'm not going to – so I do not – and I said this on our show uh, when we did our top 10 t- rankings. I don't mind that they're ahead of Michigan whatsoever because I do think a part of all of this, there needs – look, oh, they went on the road and beat Notre Dame. They played a good Penn State team. Okay, people don't think Penn State's Penn State's a pretty good football team. They'll be at worst nine and three on the football year, if not ten and two again. They're still a good football team. The problem I, I do have is what you mentioned. I don't see how you can put them ahead of Georgia. There's nothing that Georgia, Joe, I, I guess I just don't understand. Like, what's the logic? Like, is it just the strength of schedule? It it has to be. And the eye test means nothing. The head-to-head means nothing. I don't – they rotate people in this committee, okay, in and out of here like they change underwear, man. I I don't get it. Georgia is clearly the most dominant football team the last two weeks, okay? Anybody with a pulse can see that. Any non-casual can see that. They beat Kentucky. They go last week and beat down Florida – Who's Ohio State absolutely just ran out of the building? That's worth a no damn. one. No one. They no haven't one. done it to anybody. They, again, those wins look good, and I'm not trying to discredit those wins. And Ohio State belongs in that top four. I had them ranked as my I think they're in the top my fourth team. They're, they're just not the number one team in the country. No, no, absolutely not. I, I don't see enough pure dominance from this team to think that they. And look, it all comes down to how we think that these teams would match up also when they played one another. And that's what we describe as the eye test. And they clearly did not take that into account. If Ohio state plays Michigan or uh, plays Georgia today, they do not win. Georgia comes out with that victory. They have been understandably playing a weaker slate of games, but they have 
dominated, eviscerated the teams that they have faced over the past couple of weeks and for most of the season, except for a bad game against Auburn. Just doesn't make any sense to me. The logic continuously changes on a week to week basis with this uh, with this committee. Uh, I will give them their flowers on one thing, though. Look, having um, Ole Miss at number 10, I think is pretty valid. I I think that they deserve to be there. But the only reason they're putting them there is because they're they're a one loss team. Right. Like they don't. Yeah, that would be that's their reasoning, even though I do like it. I'd like Ole Miss at number 10. I, I don't mind that at all. That's another good one. Anything else stand out to you, Joe? Uh, if I were to pinpoint anything that I think that they deserve credit for. Actually, I'm trying. I don't know if there's anything I really love about this. Well, okay, here, wait, I'll go, wait, I'll go. My big one is Washington, Oregon's placement. I think that that one is accurately and well done, and it's positioning them for if they do end up facing off with one another again, then they can reshuffle that. But I, and you didn't agree with this logic, I think that an undefeated Washington team with the win over Oregon is proof that they are a good team, and Oregon is proof that they are worthy of being in that first two-out discussion by the end of the season. They will be, even if they somehow you know, lose the Pac-12 championship game, I think that they will be firmly sitting in that sixth spot as maybe some other teams lose around them. Here would be the only argument that I would have, and I know that we're going to – it's going to have be had in, this co- in these comments. Yeah. And I'm going to stick up for Florida State a little bit, okay? If you're going to talk about Michigan not playing anybody, okay, if you're going to talk about Ohio State not looking dominant, what are you going to do with Florida State? Because their yeah. the way that they've looked and the and the schedule that they played, the truth is, if you're going to make Ohio State the number one team because of teams that they played, then you need to put the Florida State at number one. The thing that gets tricky with Florida State, though, is the how far Clemson has fallen since they played them. There could have been the argument that Clemson was the 27th or 30th best team when they beat them you know there there's that possibility but they have just consistently stumbled every yeah, single Michigan week doesn't have an LSU on their schedule right they 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 don't and that's what you're bringing up which is important here if we're going to criticize if we're not if not that if we're going to criticize but if we're going to put Michigan behind Ohio State Florida State should be ahead of them they have a ranked win and a dominant ranked win over a team that was placed at number 14. Well, and there are excuses going to be, well, they beat number 15, okay? But they didn't do it dominantly. They had to do it in the last play of the game. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. And and look, Florida State's just been dominating everybody. I mean, look with how they looked last week. This is, look, I'm not stressed, worried, anything about this whatsoever. But I I will say that all of it's going to change because, look, if Alabama wins this week, they're going to leapfrog Texas. They're going to leapfrog Auburn. I mean, uh, uh, Oregon. Excuse me. They're going to be at number six. They will have them there. You're. They're going to Alabama winning. It will give them the excuse to put them back into the top six. But if they lost, you know, then we're we're going to have to really start having a conversation because if LSU does go into Tuscaloosa, okay, and wins, they're going to have to be in your top ten. And then what do you right. do? And then what do you do with Mizzou? Because I, I got to be real with you on, on one quick thing. Even though I don't think Missouri is going to win, but if they do, because we got to talk about all possibilities here, Joe, you got to put them above Oregon. Oh, I don't disagree with that because that's a, a massive, ridiculous accomplishment if they beat Georgia. That's a huge, huge accomplishment. I, 
I would even go as far as to say Missouri's only loss being against another ranked team, and if they pull out a win over Georgia, Did you put them above Washington. I, I, I mean, I'd put them at like three, maybe. I might even put them ahead of Michigan if they pulled that win out. Like that's a huge win. I don't think it's going to happen. We talked about how we think the game's <laughs> going to be a blowout, but I, I want to just touch on before we do end up moving away from this. LSU, if they do win against Alabama, I don't like the awkward barrier that's been now created with Missouri and, and Louisville because Louisville is going to probably win out the rest of their schedule. Missouri, if they lose, will slide back. I just don't know. I don't know how they're going to properly move LSU up. Does LSU leapfrog, leapfrog Alabama by the logic of this release? Probably not, which is stupid. I just think that there's going to be so much complication next week rather than this week. By the way that this was created, it creates complication. Very much so. Okay. Well, we'll talk about this more tomorrow or on Wednesday whenever you're viewing the show. Got a lot of these reactions, so we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Joe, last night, one of the absolutely best things in college football happened, um, which this happens all across America. Coaches have... Their coaches show, we heard from uh, Mark Stoops a couple of weeks ago about him needing more money. Uh, Coach Orgeron a couple of years ago when he, you know, told a guy he was going to go put him in a hole, basically saying he was going to kill him. Okay, like these coaches shows can go off the rails, but none, none was as good as last night in Clemson on Dabo's coaches show when Tyler called in. Let me just preface we're not going to play because everybody in America has played this already, okay, has played the audio. Basically, a Clemson fan named Tyler, as Dabo would say, called in and said, basically, hey, man, you're making too much money for you to be four and four. It's unacceptable. And Dabo would went off. He went stupid. He used the word ass twice. Jesus would not love that. But... I do kind of like the fight and fire from Dabo. That doesn't mean that Dabo doesn't have to change. Like, that is frustration, okay, from a fan that's like, hey, man, I'm not in the 1% that you keep calling out every week. I was here when you were selling real estate. I was here when you were on Terry Bowden's uh, 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 staff. I've been here a long time. We're paying you $11 million a year not to be four and four. Joe, they weren't really chirping when he was 10 and 3 the last two years. They were kind of upset, you know. Yeah, yeah disappointed. We, they were disappointed, but they weren't four and four, right? Like they were still 10 win programs. Things are bad in Clemson. Clemson. What did you think when you heard of that from Dabo last night? Well, for anyone who's new to the show, I'm not a Dabo fan. I think that he's a pompous ass, and I think that this is even more proof that he's a pompous ass. No, in all seriousness, like with the quote that he had, yes, he, he made the statement like, oh, I put this blame on me. But he then proceeds to divert attention away and blame the fans. He has done this every step of the way, the entirety of his time at Clemson, that when he is successful and things are going well, all our eyes are on him. It's always on him. He always gets all the credit. He's the one who's talked about. But the minute things get tough, you're blaming the fans? You're blaming your fan base? Are you kidding me? That is so goddamn pathetic by Dabo that that's his reaction. It's un 
unbelievable. And on top of that, one of the things that he said in this, he's like, oh, what, has Coach K never had a bad season? Coach K was a basketball coach with one and duns. You have a roster that has turned over not nearly as much, and you've made no efforts to adapt to the modern landscape of college football. Which it is coach ridiculous. K, to his point, you know when he it's so great that you brought that point up. Coach K literally adapted. He yes, he didn't want to do the one and done thing. He was he was refusing it. He started getting his ass whipped. Remember. I think it was Kentucky that year with Anthony Davis and the dudes, yeah. the unibrow, which everybody, you know, the brow, everybody was calling him. And then Coach yeah. K said, you know what, man? I can't win unless I get some of these dudes. It's not going to happen. And all of a sudden, guess what, Dabo? He adapted. Joey's not going to change. He He's not. I fired in two years then. If it because if he doesn't change like the – if he doesn't change, they're going to continue to lose three to four games yeah. and three to four games does not get you in. It, it, it's not worthy enough for him to stick around. The expectation is high as he has talked about and he's not going to live up to it anymore. I think they would give him the dignity, dignity of resigning unless he's that hard headed and says, fire me. I think he is. He I, absolutely the, is that type of guy. The problem is I think you're right, Joe. I do think he's that hard headed and the bad thing about this with Dabo is they have the infrastructure to be good. But somebody, AD, whoever, has boosters, has to get in his ear that he's got to hit. Basically, Joe, this is what they're saying, okay? Tyler's saying, brother, you've got to hit the portal. I, I mean, the 4-4 four and four thing, it is what it is. And Dabo's not wrong in him saying they're a couple plays away from being undefeated. Joe, they are, right? Like, they are They are one of the worst red zone offensive teams in the country, yeah. okay? If, Joe, the, the conversions in the red zone that they did not have, if they just converted half of them, Joe, they're not four and four. You know what they are? They're six at two at worst. And I will give you Florida State, and I will give you Duke. Okay? They are so bad in the red zone. I am giving you the good teams that they would have lost to, Duke and that being Florida State. If they're able to just convert half of the ones, Joe, that they could, NC State, other ones, they are. that is, to me, though, it's not a personnel issue all the times. It's a coaching issue. Now, if Klubnik yes. is going to continue to have these issues, which we'll talk a little bit of Notre Dame here and a Notre Dame-Clemson uh, 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 reaction here, that's not Notre Dame is not a team that you can just go, you got to get seven or they're going to beat your ass and you're going to be staring four and five in the face and all of a sudden it's going to look really bad and you could be into a potential spot where you're facing South Carolina, Joe, for bowl eligibility. Like, we're here now. We are here now with Clemson. Talking about bowl eligibility. And I also wouldn't be surprised if they don't have six losses and he doesn't say he doesn't want to go to a bowl game. I would not be surprised because that is his personality. I think if he goes six and six, he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna call it quits. Yeah, I, don't, I, I really do. And that is very, very possible. Now, I think that they're probably going to beat South Carolina. This Notre Dame-Clemson matchup does scare me as a Notre Dame fan. When's and the last time Dabo's been this far into his schedule and had a losing, losing record, if ever? 
maybe the first season. I don't maybe. know. That's a good. I but it, he hit the ground running decently when he took over. Yeah, and that's how he got the job. Then he, I think he faced LSU in a Peach Bowl and won. Wait, I want to check this. This is a really good question. Look, I don't. I, know, I, this is the worst that it's ever been under him. Wait, let's see if I can. Let me see if we can find it. But uh, look, I. I I think that just so much needs to be done for him to get to a, a point where this team is back on track and he has taken no strides or steps to go in that direction. It looks like the worst season he had was six and seven in 2010. And then after that, the most amount of losses he had was four. So 13 years. He went from 2012 up until 2022. He had no more than three losses. So 10 years, he went 10 years without that. That's my point is that there's a clear sign of regression. It's not well, like this is an off chance, bad team. They have slowly taken steps backwards since Trevor Lawrence went to the NFL. Uh, yeah. I mean, a lot of teams do that. I mean, look at Saban. I mean, Saban's offense fell off a cliff when Bryce Young left. That's normally what happens. Okay. Well, I well, mean, but they're oh, going to find a way to rebound next year. They're going to go in the pool. They're going to grab somebody, and they're going to be no back to doubt. where they were. I, I, no doubt. Don't misconstrue what I'm saying. Right. You get you get what I was trying to say there. Yeah. I will say this. He does, from a fan base, I know losing sucks. Winning those two national titles and having that many 10-win seasons should buy him some grace. I think it will. I really do think it will. I, I think it buys him more than just grace, to be honest with you. I, I remember when Brian Kelly went five and seven that one year when they dealt with a lot of injuries. I, I mean, the team, guys like him will get a lot of grace, but the way that he is handling himself is not helping. The way Correct. that he is antagonizing the fans and right. maybe even seemingly the boosters at a certain point. I, I would be worried. I would not be surprised if there is not an effort, if there's a mediocre season next year with three losses. I'll, I'll go as far as say three and missing the playoff, maybe not winning the ACC championship game, that that could be the real path to things falling apart. Well, there's a new dog in the ACC, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, they're not the king of the hill anymore. So no. there's multiple new dogs. There, there's people that are are up to par with where – Clemson was when they were at their top. Florida State's right there. Miami could get there. I'm, in I'm a year. not going to say that because when they were at their top, they went to three straight uh, national title or what Fair. four straight pl playoffs. This Fair. would be Florida State's second total. They've never won a national title in the playoff era. They're Fair. not there yet. But I do get what you're saying. There are a couple people that's ahead of him. Looking into this Notre Dame game, though, Joe. I, I, look, here's the bottom line. I, I do – there's two There's two thoughts that I had. You know what? The first thing that I thought when I heard Dabo say all of that and him erupt, either one or two things is going to happen. Either the players around him are going to rally and they're going to play for him and they're going to go out there and do something that nobody in the country thinks they can do and beat Notre Dame. I don't see that happening. I, I think that Notre Dame's going to come out there and, and hand them a can of whoop-ass – but I do think that there are times in in situations where there are make or break points. Like we've thought that they've had a couple of make or break points at Clemson. This is it. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like it's not the Miami loss. It's not the NC State loss. It's not the start loss to Duke or Florida State. This is the make or break, right? And you've got a really quality team that you can get back on track at. But I don't, I don't see them winning here. I think Notre Dame is too physical. I don't think Klubnik is makes smart enough decisions against a really good defense in Notre Dame. Man, I, I think Notre Dame could do some things here. But if I'm not mistaken, that game's at Clemson, correct? It is. It is. It is yeah, it is, and that, yeah. You, things can get weird in Howard's Rock when Dabo starts letting it, you know, letting it fly. Well, more specifically, this rivalry game, things get really, really weird. And, and you're talking about there is two directions that this could go. And this could be really bad timing for Notre Dame to be dealing with Clemson where their back's up against the wall and they could rally together and, and pull out a huge upset and get a big win and you know really re-solidify themselves as turning around in the right direction. This could be that rallying point. I would argue that the way that Dab was hand, handling himself, it does not seem great. Um, it does not seem like a total rallying point, but we're not inside that locker room. You pointed out my main reason why I am leaning Notre Dame. Don't think that Notre Dame blows them out. I'm not going to go anywhere near that. But what Notre Dame has done in their very successful stretch recently is that they have turned the ball over at a a crazy rate. They are forcing quarterbacks to make just not only bad decisions, but back-breaking, horrible decisions that completely, completely destroy any offensive momentum that you can have. They're pressuring guys. They're getting those picks. They're getting these fumbles. And I know that they did it against a really bad pit team last week. But they also forced Caleb Williams into that position to play the way that he did. So if Cade Klubnick is a guy who's making questionable decisions and in his worst games is turning the ball over, it could be a really freaking long day. He needs to play perfect. That's that's not an exaggeration. He cannot make stupid decisions. He needs to be 70-plus percent on his completion percentage if they want to win. And I don't know if Klubnick can do that. I don't think Klubnick he hasn't shown it. Yeah, he hasn't shown it. And and here's another thing, they've missed on the back to back quarterbacks. What has Clemson been, Joe? Like, what have they been? They have been really solid defensively, which I still think that they're a pretty damn good, solid defensive team. I, they yeah. got huge on that defense. Okay. Oh yeah, their secondary is great. But their mo has been get guys like Deshaun Watson, Taj Boyd, Trevor Lawrence transcended college quarterbacks that lead them to success. DJU could not do that. And obviously Klubnik cannot do that right now. I still think Klubnik has a lot of tools and this is his first year starting. Okay. There's no telling what that kid can wind up being. Let's give him a little bit of grace in reference to, you know, this being his first year starting. I will always say that after I saw number nine in purple and gold, have a really bad year in 18 and turn around and throw for 60 touchdowns the following one. But they have missed to some extent. And if Dabo does not – so, for example, they don't have a Ben Morrison, okay? They don't. They do not have an estimate, okay? I like Will Shipley. Will Shipley is not estimate. They don't have – the offensive line that it takes if you're not going to get the dudes that you have it you've had at wide receiver. Now, I still do believe Bo Collins is a pretty damn good receiver. I talked to some NFL scouts. They like him. Joe, it's been the overthrows to him and Klubnik being absolutely chaotic. Oh, Joe, he went up the ladder on Fentrell Cypress and pulled one down. We're looking at Fentrell Cypress as a potential first or second round pick. Okay. Like 
he's going to be a guy. Like, he is a guy. Poor old Dabo. He keeps saying, poor old us. Well, poor old Dabo, you might, you, you, Notre Dame might come in there and what the whole Catholic and the name, they might put the whole Trinity <laughs> up on your ass in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. I mean, I'm I'm absolutely going to be rooting for for that to be the outcome because that would of be just you are. Per, a nice nice little stamp on the season because I you know I really do love to uh, you know prove Clemson wrong and get to you know really solidify things here. But you are talking about um, if there is a path for Notre Dame to to really struggle in this game, they're now going to be without Mitchell Evans, who is their very talented yeah, tight end, significant knee injury, right? Yeah, I again, I was at the pit game. And he went down and he did not, it did not look good. Did not catch what mm -hmm. exactly happened. I am a little worried with Nate Wiggins and the rest of that Clemson secondary being as good as they are really holding down that Notre Dame passing attack because they, I mean, Sam Hartman threw two picks against Pitt. You know, the, the mistakes are going to be there. The turnovers are going to be there. If they get the run game going and they're fine, it could be a very long day for Clemson. Well, see, so I actually agree with you the exact same. This could get a little hairy for them, okay? I The problem is, is I don't think Clemson can do anything offensively on this good defense, so it's the opposite side of that too. But I yes. do think that there is a chance. Look, Clemson runs – Clemson is not bad defensively, man. They will line up man-to-man -man on the outside and say beat us, and there's not a lot of teams that we've seen this year. And look, Miami's got some dudes. Florida State 1,000% has dudes. And remember when in that Florida State game, we're saying, hey, man, you better get Keon Coleman involved. You better get yeah. Keon. They could not get the ball to him early. Jordan Travis would have spent all of his NIL money at that exact moment to be able to get the ball to him. Now, eventually in the fourth quarter, he was able to. They win. They go into overtime, whatever. This team still has talent. And this team still can go out there and beat Notre Dame. I don't care that they're four and four. I, I, I really don't. When I look at them, okay, I'm like, Notre Dame, you should be able to go in there and win. But, Joe, I'm going to be a little honest. I think that the defense or Clemson would give would keep me up at night if I'm Marcus Freeman. Again, not a good week to be rolling in to play that defense. Nope. I, I actually would not be shocked if this game does not – play out similarly to the Duke game. You know, I think that there's a really likely scenario where Notre Dame just constantly is slamming their head against the wall, trying to figure out a way to get their offense going, and they just can't. They just can't, but their defense is playing lights out. If this is a close, gritty game, I'd be a little worried that Clemson does pull it out. But again, at the same time, if Notre Dame turns the ball over the way that they've been doing and making these just horrible back-breaking turnovers uh, to really demoralize an offense. Like, if they do that to Kate Klubnik, that's how you win the football game. We saw what happened when they played Duke. It's kind of similar circumstance here of the air was completely sucked out of that offense with those turnovers that they had. Well, look, I'm going to pick Notre Dame, but, I, I Joe, I think it's a touchdown game. I Like, I, I really think it's a touchdown game. I, I think yeah. that you're dead on with that Duke comparison. Um, but for whatever reason, I just don't see Kate Klumnik like winning on this. Uh, winning, like I, if they win, I can't see Kate Klumnik being the dude that led him to the victory. Well, when Duke kept that thing close, yes, Riley Leonard was a big reason why, but it wasn't him throwing the ball. He actually had a really bad day statistically throwing the ball, and he had a yeah, lot of bad. Riley Leonard is better at running the football yes. than Kate Klumnik is. 
if they can figure out a way to get Shipley and I'm blanking on the name of the other back that they have that, that, that's really good. Yeah, if they figure out a way back too. Yeah, if they get to figure out a way to get that that run game going, that's where the that's where the issues lie. And Duke did that at the end of the game. They found a way against that. They grinded them out the whole game, not a lot of points. And then finally, that last drive, it worked. It all came through. Notre Dame can't can't falter in any way. If you Catholics let me down this week, I'm going to be disappointed. And, and look at Dabo. Well, you every time you've picked picked Notre Dame, they've won. So yeah, I'm three and zero. And, you know, I'm just going to throw this out here. Just going to throw this out here. Um, did pick Louisville. I have no comment. I forgot that you did that. <laughs> no, wait. No, you didn't. No, you, you didn't. Did. No, you didn't. You picked Notre Dame. No. I will go. I, I will go. Pull, I will go pull up that graphic. Okay. I will go pull I up that graphic. But I feel like I, I feel like no, I picked Louisville. You because te- I picked LSU to lose to Missouri. And then after you sent me your thing, you said, change my Notre Dame pick to Louisville. And I didn't. So, I did, so I did pick them. No, you said just kidding. You didn't actually want me to. No, I Meyer. actually did want you to. No, you no, you didn't. All right. <laughs> we'll see you guys again uh, live on Wednesday. Y'all have a good one. Peace.